Hi, I'm Marshall from the uh, UK. Question for all of you, whoever wants to tackle it. Um, we have all this infrastructure wrapped up in offices. Um, Carl, you talked about the future, talked about the future being hybrid, which I think makes a lot of sense. If you owned offices right now, um, what would you do to evolve them? What would you do to make them ready for a hybrid environment where people are a bit remote and a bit coming in on their own volition? Uh, how would you move the, move to the future state of the professional built environment? I'm not really talking about manufacturing here, more the professional built environment. What does that look like in your mind? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, I, I'm not sure if I want to address how the building should look like, but rather perhaps how you take the discussion with your employees as a manager. Because what we see today, when people now are allowed to some extent to work from home, others work on, in the office, and then you try to combine those two. Uh, okay, so uh, you start by asking everyone how they want to have it. So I want to work on in, at home on uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I can be at the office on Fridays, because that's suitable with my daycare for my dog, or something like that. Uh, and when I'm at the office, I want my own room, because that's important to me, and all my colleagues should be there as well. So this is, of course, a problematic situation to build an organization around. So instead, I think that you should start the discussion about uh, what's our goals, what are our strategies, and how can we work towards them together as a group. Um, and not start with individual preferences, but how can we use the facilities? Um, how do we work as a group? What have we learned from the pandemic? We can, we have some, I'm not sure we can share links to this, but we have some exercises in relation to the boundary strategies and so forth that you can use in office meetings to start a discussion about how we work best together toward the company goals. Um, I think that's important. I think it's important to do it pretty quickly before people settle into this uh, dog daycare center rhythm. Yeah. Thank you, Kalle. We have one more question here in the front. Over there, okay. Hi. Hi. Um, so I had this really clear question in mind, but now that I have the microphone, I'm getting a little bit of nervous, but <laughs> so bear with me. Um, my name is Esther. Um, I work with social innovation and well-being as well. Um, so my concern is that we will use that uh, day at home to cover for when the kids are sick, for instance, um, that that flexibility might be used as a way to make things work and make uh, ends uh, meet at home so that we take that day and say, okay, this is like the kids are sick, so I take a work day. And then you have to struggle taking care of your sick kid and work at the same time. So I think it goes back to talking about the work culture and um, being allowed to, to take that day off for your kids instead of using a home, a remote day. And I don't know if this is something that you guys have experienced as well, but I think this is a real concern that we need to address when we're talking about remote work. So maybe you have any, do you have any experience or insights about that? Have you had these conversations? Well, uh, maybe, maybe I can take this one. 
Uh, absolutely. I think that that is a very good point and, and we have been also talking about burnout of caretakers. Uh, that's a, a massive burden and we do see it in people taking uh, care of others at different levels, uh, children, elderly, other responsibilities. And combined with work, this is definitely something, something very concerning that, you know, that, that extra day uh, can be having that extra, uh, extra burden. Uh, but having this extra day off within the, um, the four-day working week, as I mentioned, is about flexibility and having that flexible approach and, and, that, and that discussion potentially with employers. Thank you, Rita. Uh, where's the microphone? Here, on the back, uh, on the left. Oh, hey. Hi. <laughs> um, so, hello, uh, my name is Marcus. I work for one of the biggest employers in Germany, uh, Deutsche Telekom. And uh, I was wondering, uh, maybe address to Rita as well. Uh, I'm flexible, I can reduce my working hours. So do you have any experience if not the whole company reduces to four day work weeks, but instead just some people? What is the effect on the team and on like myself? Yeah, uh, many companies that participated in our study uh, do use it uh, only to some of their staff. Uh, the only types of companies that use it across the board tend to be smaller, techy, companies. Uh, there, there are obviously to trial it, we could focus on a certain, a certain department within the organization. But when it comes to uh, different situations of conflict within the organization, so some get it, some don't, this idea of perceived equity is also something important to consider. So for trials potentially, but implementing it as a policy, I would say across the board might be perceived as a fairer measure. Thank you very much. And the last question for this session will be for Helen. Hi, my name is Helen. I already work a full week, so sorry, I'm going to ask you again. Okay. Um, my question is, I saw that there were some pilots that you had on your slide, and Sweden had mixed reactions. So I was curious about what were those mixed reactions? Well, uh, you will, most of you will know it better than I, uh, but, uh, but basically there have been trials of the six-hour day in Sweden, and there were mixed findings, especially because of the associated costs. So uh, in, in Sweden, I think the opinions divide a lot when it comes to those. Uh, the six-hour six day and the four-day working week do have the same premise, which is the idea of reduction of working hours. Some of the advantages of the four-day working week may be also at the economic level. Some of my economist colleagues may talk about that, but they have to do with the growth in leisure activities, tourism, and the boost of economy on, those, on, on, on that uh, prolonged weekend, for example, if Friday is the new Saturday. So we, that's what we have been finding. But we don't have any comparative study of a six-hour day, of a four-day working week uh, to, to say which one is better or what might be the best solution. We don't know the data. 
Thank you for those words. And before I let you guys go for lunch, I would like to remind you that at 12.50 during the lunch break, there will be an interview session about the future of work together with Carl Benedict Frey. It will take place in the conversation right, side, uh, right outside of the ant hill. So on that session, we'll wrap at this note and give a big thanks to Carl, Rita, and to Kalle. Thank you very much.